Hi guys, today we have got the author spotlight on my gorgeous fellow creator, Nefertiti San Miguel. Nefertiti, welcome to my show. Much love and <laughs> eternal appreciation for all the work that you did in this project. And I'm chiming in from beautiful Cambridge, Massachusetts, good old United States. So <laughs> I'm feeling a total jet setter because you are in New Zealand and here That's I am right. in the United States and here we are connected. That's right. And how beautiful is that connection? My goodness. Uh, what made you come onto this project? What made you, what intrigued you about writing this chapter about depression? Lie to me. Oh, there's so much to say about it. First, I will say you were the one curating the project. So that right there made me go on board because ever since we met, thanks to the grace of virtual get together and the power of technology. I have been a big groupie of your work, what you do, what you bring to the market, your contribution to make it a better place. And I was so flattered that you asked me to be part of that project. So not only because you extended the invitation and I love what you're doing, but also, I had it out there in the universe for quite a few years, kind of on a humorous note to say, I would like to write a book. And the book never came about. I took some writing classes. I did some projects around creative writing, but I never took the action to actually make it happen into a publication. So when you put it on a silver platter. It was not specifically the topic that I was envisioning, <laughs> but nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, it was a dream come true with a different title. So beautiful, beautiful. I said, okay, I'm going to go for it. And here we are quite a few months later after everything is said and done and out to the public. Yeah, indeed. And, and it was probably close to two years now that this book was in the workings from its conception and from its idea to the final conclusion. And it is beautiful to, to now see it all coming together. Uh, and it's lovely to hear to hear all those different voices of these uh, these female storytellers who have shown the courage to tell us authentically their experiences. So may I ask you, Nefertiti, um, <laughs> what was a lie that depression told you? Ooh, well, the list can be a book of its own, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it, you know, mm -hmm. as concise as possible. And it is that I was chronically depressed and I was not even aware of it. Mm -hmm. How intense is that? You have a problem, you have a major problem, and you don't even know that you have it. And to top it off is that the system, society, family, friends, surrounding, they are like put together in such a way that makes you feel like you are the problem. And no, you are not the problem. I realized after decades of a struggle that my environment that I was forced to be in, it was my problem. There was absolutely nothing wrong with me. I'm rocking my style. So... The fact that I was forced to take uncomfortable actions and I was forced to do the unimaginable 
I am now in such a state of inner peace and my work is getting paid top dollars. I am happy. I don't have the meltdowns that I had before. I am going international. My work is getting the proper attention and the proper acknowledgement and validation mm. that if I ever stay in the toxic environment that I had before, Mm. I wouldn't be here having this conversation with you. I will be mm. doubting myself and questioning myself 24-7. <laughs> so I hope that people pick some pearls of wisdoms out there. And if they see themselves reflected in a fraction of what I'm describing, they need to take action. Because otherwise, you are becoming a master of negligence to yourself. Mm. And I will repeat this. Do not become a master in being a negligent to yourself. Because the moment that you say that, oh, it's not so bad and I'm going to make it work and I'm going to try harder, you are avoiding the uncomfortable decision, the hard measurement to change environments and go to the unknown. And that's the best thing that you can do to yourself. Oh, so true, isn't it? So true. When you were in the darkness, you typically, you, you don't actually, you don't see it that you were in the darkness. What was one of those moments where you got a glimpse of that there is hope out there? I can't even say that I saw hope. I was determined to find it because I didn't see it. Uh. Okay. So I think that it's a very strange approach, if you want to put it that way, because people pray and hope, well, I am the really the religious type, and I put it out there to the universe. I didn't know how to go about things, and I went on a quest to find the solution to my troubles and me becoming a self-rescue princess. Because this Disney BS, that Prince Charming is going to come along and he's going to rescue. If he worked for somebody else, well, I'm happy for you. But that was not the case in my life ever. So I always have to pull myself out of the darkest of situations and come bright on the other side. And I have survived many different, excuse my French, flash flood of shots. Over the years, that they were very hard to come out on the bright side and in a later time. And I realized that while I was back in 2020, the beginning of the year, in my mind, I was rocking my style mm. and I was making things happen and I had a happy life. The problem is that I didn't do the inner work to take outside of my essence, all the ghosts and skeletons from the basement, the attic, the closet, underneath the bed, I was too busy being fabulous. You know what I mean? So I had a layer on the foundation of depression that I was nearly aware of it mm. until the whole virus apocalypse took over the world. Mm. Because the moment that I was not allowed to perform to sing in a choir, to be in public spaces, to deliver smiles. I had no choice but to make a serious inventory of all those ghosts and skeletons and demons 
underneath my bed, under the pillow, Ooh. in the closet, in the basement, in the attic, it, uh, everywhere. So now that I'm rocking my style, it's a healthy situation because I curate my environment. I got into neuroscience and I master my emotions. Things that they used to set me off before, they're like, ah, it's not relevant anymore. <laughs> it's a big difference. Which is beautiful. I mean, you are a unique, unique woman. Uh, and you uh, became your self-made princess of hope. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but for those uh, people out there who are living in a relationship, what would you advise the spouse of a person who is going through the darkness? Oh, okay. I'm going to give you the best advice that nobody ever is going to give you. You have to look out for your best interests. You have to keep yourself safe in all four buckets. Financially, emotionally, mentally, hmm. and physically. Don't put it upon somebody else that they are going to look out for your best interest because mm. that's not true. It's a lie. Mm. People will flip on you and will betray you in a blink. And if you are too attached to that situation, you're going to be devastated for life. Mm. And I say with all the proper right to claim it because when I was a teenager, my biological father left me destitute in the middle of a Christmas season. My life was never, ever the same after that. Mm -hmm. We didn't have money, not even a full dollar to our names to do grocery shopping the week of Christmas, much mm -hmm. less to enjoy a holiday. My life never was the same again. And shame on my mother that she didn't watch out for her best interest financially. She put all the money in one account for my father to clean it out. Shame on her. Okay. Okay. When look after was... look after yourself in the four pillars. That is so beautiful for you yourself. But what would you say uh, right now? Let's say you put yourself back into the time when you were in your own darkness and when you're really low. If you had had a partner then, what would you advise this person? who is living with the person who is going through a tough time. Cut it down. Just cut it and start from scratch. Fresh and new, go to the unknown, look for researches, uh, for resources, put yourself out there because mm. you are more resourceful than you can ever imagine. You might not think that way about yourself when you are being belittled 24 seven, mm. but the universe is on your side. You are favored by the gods. Mm. And I am not a religious person, but we're here because we have a divine essence. Mm. And I see it all the time. It gets delivered to you 24 seven if you pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So don't leave it to somebody else to bring the food on the table or provide the shelter or any of that. Mm. That is a very wrong misconception. And we are in the wrong state of mind if you are thinking that putting yourself out there to somebody else to take mm. care of you. No, 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 no. It's your obligation and your duty to yourself. Otherwise, you are being negligent and shame on you. Mm. 
But having said that, maybe that is very hard when you're indeed only want to curl up in bed in a ball. Um, maybe it is so important to force yourself to do little gestures of kindness, for example, to get up and to open the curtains and actually go outside and feel nature for a moment, even if it's just standing there for a minute, maybe. Um, so it's, I guess, that uh, you're you're a woman, you're a force of nature, girl. I mean, there's no two ways around that. But sometimes uh, that, I mean, your voice now is the voice of the survivor, of the thriver. Um, but when you are the voice, when you're in a victim mentality, you might not wish to hear those hard words. So um, what would you sent back to the young girl or the young woman who was the victim what message would you send back the girl who only wanted to lie down and cry i will say change the state of mind instead of seeing yourself as a victim acknowledge the pain mm. acknowledge the challenge you are the recipient of a certain uncomfortable challenging situation but you don't own it you have choices nice. don't give up your choices and i say to this to somebody over a tv show interview and i say the worst thing that you can do to yourself is that you have big dreams or visions whatever that looks like to you because that's a very individual affair do not gather them all put it in the glove compartment of your car and hand out the keys to somebody else to drive off. <laughs> you can't. I like that. I like so that a lot. I hope that imagery sinks into the audience and they can collect themselves so they don't do that and they can mm. save themselves mm. some pain and misery because nobody else is going to tell you that i'm here to break that rule and be the disruptor individual that i like to be because enough of the nonsense you know your time your resources your dreams you are always going to have somebody available to you to boss you around tell you what is acceptable what is impossible what is not available to you what is too much for you what you are not good enough for and i had enough of all that Beautiful, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And it just shows that that I've got some beautiful storytellers come together in our book, Depression Lied to Me, and they all have got their own trauma, their own darkness, and their ways that they had been dealing with it in the past and now. So it just shows that there's so many angles to this chameleon of depression. And it is, I hope that that this book provides you guys out there with the hope and with the, the realization that there is help out there and that this darkness will not last and that you have the power to take steps to go forward. Nefertiti, you are fantastic. Thank you so much for being a part of this gorgeous book, Depression Light to Me. Thank you so much for coming onto my show. I am so happy to be part of this project. And before we gratefully say farewell, I want to add to the conversation that there are many shape, colors, 
tones, undertones, and shades of depression. I acknowledge all the people out there dealing with that, that trickles down into mental issues and also all kind of insecurities, but there's so much out there in the world for you mm. to enjoy, to mm. reach out and have your better version to bloom that you just have to make one single decision at a time that the situation is not going to get the best of you. Mm. And there are different kinds of depressions. The one that I am an authority on it is environmental depression. So I say we are product of it. So curate your environment, who comes in, who goes out, who stays, what you listen to, mm. what kind of thoughts do you feed to your mind? because you own it. It becomes part of you, whether you acknowledge or not. And this is backed up by neuroscience. So I advise you and I encourage you to look into neuroscience yourself so you can dig yourself out of depression or any mental issue that you might be experiencing. Because if I was able to do it with those resources, that can be your case too. And maybe you end up being a rock star internationally too while you are at it. So much love. Exactly. Guys, live with passion and look after yourself. Bye. <laughs>